Today I'm going to, I would like to talk a little bit about what Pastor Kenny is saying about here today and talk a little bit about love itself. Um, went out with my mom, with uh, my, my wife, went out with the kids and, and of course, you know, they all have the, the Valentine party coming up and so they got to buy their little cards that say Valentine's sweetheart and all of those kind of things. And I was struck by the fact that I can see that even though we share those kind of things or we, t- we talk about uh, love, I can see c- quite clear that uh, this world in which we're living in, it is in desperate need for some leadership from the church in the aspect and area of love when it comes to love. Because there's sur- surely God's love being manifested through his people that is lacking in our society today. I ran across a quote from a fellow named William Barclay. And the quote goes as such. More people have been brought into the church by the kindness of real Christian love than by all the theological arguments in the world. And people have been driven from the church by the hardness and ugliness of so-called Christianity than all the doubts in the world. I believe that is a very true statement. Many of my friends in whom have been in the church at one point in time feel as though they have been driven from the church because they have not seen the people of God themselves treat each other with God's love. In fact, Jesus, when talking to his own disciples in John chapter 13, verse 34, 35, he says, a, a new command I give to you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. 35, by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The Bible is clear to tell us that the way we treat each other is going to reveal to the world God's love. For this world. We need to be very careful. In how we deal with each other. When we're talking about. Love itself in the context. Of relationships. The Bible presents the word. In the Greek language. In four. With four different meanings. The first word. When we talk about love in the Bible. Is the word storgy. This type of love conveys the idea of fondness, devotion, or connectedness within our family. So a love in which we would care care for as far as as it goes for our children or our wife and all of those, and then caring for each other. The second word that is associated with the word love is eros. And this is a lot in which is commercialized during this time for Valentine. It connotes physical intimacy or sexual love. Our world is definitely knows this love very well, or they focus a lot on this, work, this type of love. The third word is filial. This is a companionship type love, a friendship. A great example of this love would be the relationship that Jonathan 
and David had with one another. Or the love in which Jesus had towards Lazarus. Or the love in which Peter, when talking to Jesus, when Jesus asked him to feed his sheep, the love in which Jesus communic- uh, Peter communicated to Jesus. The last word in which I believe that the world needs the most is the word agape. This is the kind of love most needed within our different relationships. This love can be defined as unconditional positive regard, a profound concern for the well-being of another, or love and actions with no strings attached. Christ himself loved the church with this type of love. We find that in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. And that same love in which Christ has loved his church, he calls husbands to love their wife in the same way. I believe that if we, in which Jesus is calling his disciples to, to love agape one another, then we will reflect God's love to our world. But when there is all of the bickering and all of the the, the gossip and all of the other kind of things associated with the church, I can tell you for sure, it's not going to paint a picture to the world of God's love for mankind or the type of love God has for man. So Jesus, the key phrase here in his talking to his disciples, and we must understand, that this was very important to Jesus because this is the night or days before Jesus is going to be crucified. And he says to his disciples, in other words, guys, this is important to me. It's very important to me on how you treat one another. It's very, very important. And to know how to treat one another, we have to recognize the phrase in which Jesus says, as I have loved you. In other words, you treat one another the the same way that I love you. And Jesus said that this was a new kind of love. Why was it new? Because Each of his disciples, they were called to love the people who are of the same kind. They were called to love the people of the nation of Israel. And they were called to love one another. But Jesus says, no, 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 no. You love each other now because you are in Christ. You are in me now. And my love is different. His love was one that was never done before. It was matchless. It was no one, no one had loved the way that Jesus had loved. And he called him and he said, this is a new love. It's not based on conditions. 
It was a love in which man could not do apart from him. Jesus says that we are to love people the same way that he has loved us. So obvious, the obvious thing is, and the obvious question will, would be, that how did Jesus love his disciples? John, who is obviously the writer here, tells us in 1 John, which I believe and many scholars believe, that it's a book that runs parallel with the Gospel of John. And John, in 1 John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 11, If we are going to reflect God's love to a world that is without this type of love, we must love each other the same way Christ uh, has loved us. So if you're looking for a title here this morning, I'm talking about building, a rela- building relationships that reflect God's love. So how do? How do we love people the way Christ has loved us? The disciples obviously were there and they had been traveling around with Jesus for three years or more. They had been traveling with him. They had saw from their very own eyes. And that's what John writes about here in 1 John. And he's writing to a group of people here who are starting to wonder about their faith. And John is writing them in 1 John to encourage them because there were some agnostics or Gnostics who began to spread some false teaching in the church and some of the people were beginning to believe and some of the people were beginning to have doubt about what they were believing mainly agnostic or Gnosticism was surrounded about around the area of matter and how one uh, becomes free of a corrupt body if it's corrupt. And because of that, knowledge itself, uh, they were promoting uh, teaching where knowledge itself was being superior than virtue. Well, even how could Jesus, how could God himself be dwelled in a human flesh if human flesh is so uh, unclean. And they have begun to teach that Jesus was not really flesh. And all of us know that when you begin to teach something like that, that is definitely wrong teaching. 
because Jesus was 100% man as well as being 100% God. So John here writes and he says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 11, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since, we, since God so loved us, we, ought also, we also ought to love one another. If we're going to love the way that Christ has loved us, then we must start with what it says in verse 7. It says, and the word and the portion that I want you to highlight is, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. In other words, the Bible is saying here that God is the source of love. And because he's being, he is the source of love, if we are going to love, then we must be in relationship with God. We must be in a growing relationship with God in order to be able to love other people. So I would submit today to, to tell you that if we're going to love like Christ loved us, it must first start with us being motivated by God's love that he had for us. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't recognize how much God loves has loved you, there's no way in the world you're going to be motivated to love other people in God's way and, and God's love. There's no way in the world that can happen. We cannot. But because we are in Christ and we get in Christ by accepting him and acknowledging that he is who he said he was. He was the son of God. He died on the cross for us, who shed his blood for our sin. And, uh, and the Bible says that we can, become, we can get in Christ if we acknowledge that and say, Jesus, I believe that you, who you were, and I, and I believe that you were God, and you died for me, and you rose up from the dead, and I acknowledge that, and I'm going to follow you for the rest of my life. Then you are in Christ. The Bible said that as soon as that happened, God, the, 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 the Bible said in Romans chapter 5 that God poured out his spirit into our hearts. And therefore, because God has poured out his spirit into our heart, we get Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, where the fruit of the spirit, the Bible says, is love. There's no way in the world that we're going to love somebody if we are not receiving God's love into our own hearts. It's his love. It's recognizing what he has done for us that will motivate us and want to go out there to the bus stop or want to leave this place and start another service somewhere else. It's not because of our own ideas. It's because being motivated by God's love. And the question is this morning, are we motivated in our spirit by God's love? Are we motivated by some person telling us to do something? It's the spirit of God that motivates us. It causes us to want to go out there and demonstrate God's love to people. 
when you do something for a brother or a sister, is it simply because you're told to do it? Or is it simply because we're motivated by God's love and doing it? <laughs> Jesus, his love is new. I ain't talking about the friendship love or the sexual love in which we show to one another. I'm talking about the unconditional love of God. The more we love God, the more we're in relationship with God, the more and more that we're going to feel His heartbeat for people and the more and more that we're going to love People, particularly loving one another. There's a quote that is written by Patrick Marley, and it says, The height of our love for God will never exceed the depth of our love for one another. The height of our love for God will never exceed the depth of our love for one another. You read that statement quite a few times and you're going to realize how powerful that statement is. As we love God, it should also demonstrate our love. Our love should manifest for one another as well too. If you're going to love the way Christ's love for us, we must be motivated or must com- be compelled by his love for us. The second thing I would only submit this morning is that when we, when we love the way Christ loved us, we love without looking for anything in return. The Bible says, and John, in First John chapter 4, verse 9, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. God sent Jesus without asking you to get right first. He didn't say get right first and then I'll send Jesus. God sent Jesus to us because he loves us. And there's nothing that we could actually do that would stop God from loving us. We're told like this in Romans. We quote this all the time, but we got to understand this scripture. Romans chapter 5, verse 6 through 8. You see, at just the right time, when, God, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait till we get right. He didn't wait till we have to do something to try to earn his love. He sent Jesus because he loves us. Because he is the source of love. 
We ought to think about that now. When I do something for my brother and sister, am I looking for something in return? You know, that I pray, you know as I prayed this morning, I said, God, let us give to you because we love you, not because we're looking for something from you. So many times that we pray and we give our finances and so forth to God because we're looking for something from him. That's not God's love. God's love is that I'm going to do it because I love you and God loves you. It is his love working in us, not our love. It's God's love through Jesus that we receive of this love to be able to love people the way God loves them. It's not our love. Some say, well, I cannot love that person. Well, I will submit to you that morning, this morning that you might not know God. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that those who love, they know God. Those who don't know, love, they don't know God. Stop it when you say, hold your tongue when you say, I don't know if I can get along with that person. Actually, when we ask somebody, when we really get down to it, when we ask somebody uh, to do something for us and then I'll show love, actually we are just practicing being very controlling and manipulative people. That's what we're doing. If we're going to do it, we just do it. We just love people just because God loves them and don't look for anything in return. We are to be, we're going to show the love God showed through Jesus to us. We need to be ones who are compelled by his love. We need to be people who love without looking for anything in return. And we need to be, thirdly, people who love in our actions. You see in, in verse 9, again, God probably could, because he's being God, he probably could say, you know what? Let's, let, let's just change them. Let's just change these people. He could have, but God acted. He came down here in the flesh. Through Jesus. He, he acted. <laughs> he didn't just say, I love you. He acted upon his love. And this is one that which we throw around very easy in our society today. Oh, I love you. I love you. I love you, brother. But you just like, that song said, well, if you love me, what have you done for me lately? To express your love. We are living in a time where people in the world are looking for Christians to not only just tell them, 
But they're looking for Christian to have action as well, too. One of the greatest things that I appreciate about having the opportunity to go to Uganda was that I really began to see that. I can go over there and tell those particular people to I'm blue in the face about how much Jesus loved them. But if I don't pull out no bread to feed them or put out no clothes or no medicine to give to them, I can tell you for sure it's not going to go through. John the Baptist, he said, this same John is saying to us that we must put action with words. Not just speaking words alone. 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, if you're looking for the verse. He said that don't love just in, just in words alone, but love in your actions. Some of us who are young folks in here, and we have parents, can I tell you something? Don't wait around to Christmas, Mother's Day, Father's Day to write a card to your mom or dad. Express your love to them through actions all the time. Let me say something to the husbands in here. Oh, what a year. <laughs> Don't just wait till all of your friends show up to the house and then you go behind the 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 counter and wash the dishes. Make it a habit that you do to wash the dishes. Help your wife out. Help your wife out a little bit. We love people in our actions. Another one that I'd like to add here is that verse... John, 1 John, verse, verse 10, chapter 4, verse 10. It says, this is love. Not that we love God, but that God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. We show the world God's love, again, by loving one another the same way Christ loved. Christ loved us in a sacrificial way as well. He was a sacrifice. He gave up being in the glories of heaven to come down to this earth and live among us. We show our love to one another by sacrificing for one another. One quote I underlined here was, love thinks about giving instead of getting. While it is important, it is possible to give without loving, you cannot love without giving. Sacrificial service for others' well-being or agape love doesn't mean going halfway, but rather all the way. God didn't hold back or go halfway. 
He went all the way by sending his one and only son. God gave everything. And when we talk about this, when we talk about sacrificing, when we learn how to, to set aside our goals and our own selfish ambitions to be able to help someone else, we made a sacrifice there. Okay? Something in which we love very much that we're willing to set it aside for the well-being of somebody else. To me, what happens to me when my wife wants to say to me, let's go to the mall. And me, let's go to the mall when the best game is on. That's a hard one for me. Let's go to the mall. Oh, that's a, oh man, that's a hard one. But we're willing to give those up. We're willing to give those up because we have the nature of God flowing in us and through us. And we're willing to make a sacrifice for others. I know that some of you have been in this position before. A brother or sister has in need and needs you, but you have something that you got. You need to get done. And the brother and sister need you to say, could you, get, could you give up some of that sleep and give me a ride to the airport or something like that? Easy for it to say, now, brother, why don't you call a cab or something? Why don't you call something, you know, get you to the airport? Easy for it to say that because you want to sleep. But when you say, you make that decision, like I know many of you have probably before, and you make that decision to say, okay, I will lose two or three hours here of wonderful sleep, take my dear brother to the airport or whatever it may be. You made a sacrifice. And you showed God's love to that brother. And now the people who are outside they look in on that and they see that kind of thing going on, they know that that's something different about those particular people. And that is what we are supposed to reflect, guys. We're supposed to give a reflection like that to the world to where they ask those questions. How are those people over there like that? What makes them do that way? And they will realize that that's God's love and they will realize that they cannot do that apart from Jesus. It's so the way we treat each other in the house of God. It, it reflects the nature of God to mankind. And the problem right now, what is happening now, is that people don't understand God's love because of the way the people in the church treat each other. The last couple things that I would like to say here before we stop is that verse 10 also gives us a clear point that we can also take home. Jesus, one, Jesus was 
love was demonstrated to us in the means of forgiveness. The Bible says that he was an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Love is demonstrated when we are able to forgive, show forgiveness to one another. And I can tell you for sure, I'm going to be somebody at some point in time who offends you. And you're going to have to practice forgiving me. And the person that sits next to you is going to also be one who does something and they're going to offend you. And you're going to have to practice forgiveness. Just because you're in the church doesn't mean that all everything is all right. We have situations that go on in the church and we are here to be able to learn through the word of God how to overcome those things, how Christ did those things. So we must learn how to practice forgiveness. Forgiveness shows that we are children of God, that we know the love of God. The Bible, some, quote that, some quote that I read from one person that said, we are pardoned in the, in the degree of, we are pardoned, sorry, in the degree we love. In other words, if we forgive much, we love much. We understand and we know that God has forgiven us. So if God has forgiven us, How can we not forgive one another? The love of God is not in us. The love of God is in us when we learn how to forgive each other. We're communicating to the the lost world God's love. Man cannot be complete by just having a storgy love, a fondness of one another, companionship with one another. You cannot get complete just because of a physical attraction, of sexual love for one another. They have to have also an unconditional love, which only Jesus Christ can bring to the heart. And God has called us to bear witness of that love. So that people will recognize that is the love that they're missing and that is the love that they need. I'm going to stop, stop there. I believe that Christ's love is a love that is most needed for our day and our time. I believe that we build relationships that show God's love when we are compelled by his love when we love without strings being attached when we love through forgiveness when we love through our actions and then when we love lastly through our commitment to one another Jesus was committed to the very end you see that the Bible says in, John, in, the, in the John chapter 13, Jesus, he loved it right before he washed their feet. The Bible said that Jesus loved his disciples to the very end. He was committed to them. He loved them 
to the end. No matter what they did, he still loved them because he was committed to them. This is a word that does not ring much in our society today. If you offend me or if you don't pay me enough, I'm gone. Because there's a lack of understanding of the love of God. And as we, as, as we demonstrate Christ's love to one another, it will show the world. Just like a mirror shows you what imperfections that you have, our love for one another will show the world God's love for mankind. I'd like to end this with this quote. Elton, Elton Trueblood says like this, How do I want to be remembered? Not primarily, not primarily, as, primarily as a Christian scholar, but rather as a loving person. This can be the goal of everyone. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to share. Father, we believe, Lord, that you have called us as your people to to live in love for each other. Lord, not from our own love, but a love that is in Christ that we received when you poured your spirit into our hearts. Father, I know that there are some who are sitting amongst us today. They want to get to the place to where they can just forgive people. Or they want to get to a place where they can just give to people without expecting anything in return. Father, just as it is said to here today, we know that we cannot come to that type of love until we have you in our hearts. So I pray for those group of one, that those ones who are here today, God, that they haven't experienced your love. I pray that today that they will make a decision, God, to believe in Jesus. That his spirit may fill their hearts today. His spirit may be poured out into their hearts today. And Father, I know that also there are ones who are just like me, who are sitting in our congregation today. And they know that they have not met your standard, God, when it comes to loving each other. Father, just like I had to do in repenting, I pray that they would not take this opportunity to let the words just pass by them. But I pray that they will repent. God, that we will repent of our sin and that we would come to a place, God, of loving you. Lord, that we would, so that we could be able to love each other in the way you have loved us. 
Father, I do thank you again for your word. It teaches us, corrects us. Lord, so that we can be people who are thoroughly well equipped, God, for the work in which you're calling us to, God. Father, I pray that love would permeate throughout this congregation. God, that every visitor that would come in here, God, that they would know and they would leave from this place understanding that we are truly a place in which your love dwells. That we are truly your disciples, God, because of our love for each other, oh God. Help us, God, in our weakness, God. Help us to be able to mirror, to be able to reflect your love, Lord, to this world in desperate need of your love, oh God. Father, we give you thanks again for sending Jesus to make a way for us to love you and to love one another. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.